This is episode 149 with Darcy Smith. You're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, Forever Athlete founder, and your personal flow coach, helping you optimize your life one conversation at a time. Remember, you can call or text in to join the show at 301-747-0718. With that, today I am joined by a good friend of mine, Darcy Smith. She's your favorite career coach, self-proclaimed washed-up soccer player, her words not mine, and an avid animal lover. Darcy does a fantastic job of really blending humor into everything that she does, making her typical intimidating career decisions like interviews and salary negotiations straightforward and simple and really relatable. We talk all things about the non-traditional work life that she has created for herself. She's just left her recruiting job to pursue being a self-employed full-time career coach. We dive into how letting your personality really truly shine through no matter what it is that you're doing is really the secret to success in life. So let's dive in with it and welcome Darcy to the show. Darcy, welcome to Forever Athlete Radio. I'm stoked because I just saw you the other day, but I'm stoked to be spending some virtual time with you here today too. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I got to get my aesthetic background like you. Like you just got it cleaned up, clear. I got like the crazy, you're in my live right now. I room. love it. I'm like, I need some plants in my life. I'm looking behind you and I have one wall. So <laughs> only one of them is real, full disclosure. Like, oh good yeah yeah you I can't keep anything alive i'm not i'm i try to be responsible i know my mom listens to this so mom we're we're doing okay we're taking care of two plants they haven't died the other one's wow. in the living room so we're doing well we're doing well um context for the people how did you get here because you recently went through a transition yourself you've newly self-employed uh yes. as of how many months has been now yeah, it's probably been about two months, if that. Um, I made the leap uh, pretty much, yeah, two months ago to go on my own. Um, so to give a little background kind of is, you know, obviously who I am. So um, my name's Darcy. We kind of got that out of the way. But I grew up in Bakersfield, California. For those who don't know what that is, it is like two hours north of LA, um, very much known for our cows and our agriculture and <laughs> our oil. So uh, small town vibes. And I ended up going to school, uh, schools in undergrad, specifically for soccer. So in my whole dream in life was to play division one soccer and everything I did and everything my parents did and helped me out through that was to get to that. So always going on um, any tournament I could to be seen um, eventually ended up landing uh, like a scholarship to go play soccer. So did that experience that and then came back over to LA for grad school where I ended up doing grad school, getting a normal job, living the corporate life, and I quickly realized, even though that was kind of what was set out for me and my dad kind of instilled that in me, I think I realized I was like, wow, this might not be for me. So kind of moving forward to where I am now, um, I started getting into recruiting, which was also on the corporate side, um, did that for four years. And now I said, you know what, I'm going to do things on my own. So I started my own recruiting company. And I am doing career coaching as well. So I do online career coaching where I meet with people over Zoom and help them prepare for interviews and with resumes and all of that fun stuff. All the fun stuff that I'm like, 
thank God I'm self-employed and I don't have to deal with that anymore. (laughs) Um, I I was about to say, even, I feel like even the business owners obviously could benefit from the work that you do and the insight that you bring. Uh, It is valuable and it's, you're a fantastic follow on Instagram and on TikTok. We'll get to that at the very end, but uh, so many contradictions to me, not being from West coast. I'm like, there's a small town in California. Like that exists. Like I just think immediately SF LA, that's it over here. Right. Um, What was like the norm? Cause you mentioned it too. the, you were raised the traditional quote unquote route was like corporate nine to five. Mm -hmm. So was, is that kind of the, the standard, the norm in your upbringing and in your hometown specifically too? Definitely. Yeah. I think, um, bringing it back. I mean, my mom didn't work. So everything I saw was, you know, my mom, she cooks, she cleans, she takes care of the kids, she does everything. My dad goes to work every single day. My dad doesn't come home till 5 PM. You know, we never ate dinner as a family because we're all in sports. Right. So I would say traditional in the sense of like, you know, the, the father works, the mom doesn't. And so, I saw that every day, but I was very lucky enough to where my parents both were saying to me, like, you can do whatever you want to do. Um, and I'm so thankful for that, but at the same time, everyone around me was very similar. So everyone here, a lot of their parents grew up in Bakersfield high school, sweethearts. It's that type of route. Um, my best friends are all from high school, so they are all still here in Bakersfield. Um, it's just one of the, yeah, one of those things, you know, what's funny is, uh, I think we're about like 400,000 people now. So when you think of it that way, it's big, but we still have like a small town feel to it. Um, and everyone knows everyone's business (laughs) and it's, uh, it's pretty interesting, but yeah. So growing up kind of like that, and then always being conditioned to, you know, do the, do the whole normal, you know, go to college, do this, do that, get straight A's, you know, I was always kind of on that perfection route. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I still struggle with that today. Like I still think everything I do has to be at a perfection, a plus plus. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm working through that day by day, but, um, but yeah, I think the best thing I ever did was leave my hometown and experience other culture, other, you know, I went to the East coast, um, got to experience something totally different, um, uh, meet all new people and, um, honestly just changed, changed everything at that point. Mm -hmm. So super thankful. It's funny hearing your story. And I don't think we've ever really talked about your move out West and coming Mm -hmm. or out East and coming back. It's like the reverse flip of me. Like I was feeling Mm -hmm. the same way in the East coast. It was, it wasn't that like I have resentment. Like I love where I'm from. I love the people there. I love everything about it. I was, I both the guys that I live with are both from the same hometown. So it's like, I, I moved from there, but I still kept some part of that with me out You're here. You're like the entourage. It, literally, you know, we're just, we're at it. We're just doing this, riding the coattails of Jack's success, honestly. Like that's right. the dream. <laughs> now um, his parents will appreciate that. They're avid listen, listeners to the show. Shout out to Mr. And Mrs. Shout out. Um but I hear a lot of your story and I'm like, man, that's, that's me right now. Like, that's why I moved out here is this change of perspective. When did you start? Was it during that time that you started to, I wouldn't say question, but start to challenge the norm and look like, oh, maybe I really can do anything. Maybe I can go this non-traditional route and 
I mean, now, I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you explain what you do to your parents? <laughs> yeah, funny. They, they don't even ask because they're just like, my, the last time I talked to my dad, he literally said to me, so like, when are you going back to CentOS, which is like my, the corporate company I worked for. Yeah. And I was like, dad, come on. <laughs> so he just, he worked for Boeing his whole entire life. Um, you know, did everything right. Moved up in the company, uh, retired with pension, which what's that? Um, but yeah. And so I think it's just different. Right. So, and he doesn't have any type of social media. I mean, the guy doesn't even have Facebook. Right. So he's like, what are you doing? What's an, in, what's a TikTok? He has no idea. And I film him when I'm at home and he hates it and it's hilarious. But, um, so anyways, yeah, to, to kind of answer your question, when did I know? I mean, I don't even know if I still know. I don't, I, I yeah. don't, I think I'm just going with what I feel is right. And when I made the decision to leave my hometown and go to college elsewhere. I always knew that was going to be the case. I always knew, okay, I'm going to leave Bakersfield and go somewhere, but I knew I had to, I had to be like a drastic change. Cause I, I literally was at this point where I was like, I want to know zero people. Like I want to put myself in such an uncomfortable situation that I have to make new friends, you know, and not because I don't like my old friends, but just because I wanted to challenge myself so I didn't, I had a lot of opportunities to go to a bunch of schools in California. I said, no, even Arizona, I was like too close. So yeah, I took the opportunity in South Carolina and I literally knew nobody. Um, ironically, there was a ton of Californians, but we didn't cross paths. So, um, I almost, it almost caught me, but, um, but yeah. And then just like understanding, like I say different culture because I had a really unique experience. So growing up in Bakersfield, it's a really conservative, really, you know, typical, like I was talking about hometown, right. Mm. Um, moving to South Carolina, I went to an HBCU, which, um, historically black college university. And I put myself in that situation completely knowing like what that meant. Um, and knowing that I needed that. And that sounds like maybe selfish, or that sounds like, you know, Oh, like you, (laughs) you put yourself to like, but it's true. I really did think it shaped me and helped me so much and grow so much and moving into where we are now in 2021. Like I'm just so appreciative because of the things that I went through and experienced over there. Um, ironically saying this sounds weird, but being a minority, um, it was ridiculous, right. To even say that out loud, but I was, and, um, I got to talk to people who have literally said to me, I've never talked or hung out with a white person literally. And like, and joining in those conversations, just, I mean, I can't, I, yeah, I can't even explain how much it was so awesome to, for people to accept me and to, um, I guess, help me through that journey of being in a situation where I didn't, I didn't know the culture, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, I didn't understand. And I was willing to learn and like open up and I met lifelong friends from there. So just really cool. Sorry. I kind of jumped into something totally different, but no. really shaped me. How did you think that you were able to let that experience be what it was rather than be this isolating thing? Because I think a lot of people feel that whether it is going off to college for the first time or moving cross country or changing jobs, when they get thrown into a new culture, totally new culture, it's hard to not feel isolated. And you're just right. like seeking the sense of belonging. What was that sense of belonging for you that allowed you to connect 
at that deeper level? Yeah. So I would say there's two things. One, I'm very lucky because I did have soccer. So I did go for sport, right? So I was like, you kind of have those automatic friends, uh, you're forced into teammates. So there's that. Um, but the second part of it, and I would have never used this word, um, until now that I've matured in college, I, you would have never heard me say this word, but vulnerability. So I like, I'm, I'm like, as you know, I, everything I do is with humor. (laughs) So I like, I make jokes. I always have this defense mechanism. It's just, it's part of my shtick. So having and being vulnerable opens yourself up to building these connections and basically saying like, Hey, like I, and I, in that moment I had to like be the one that said, I don't know a lot. I don't know, you know, and like ask questions and just be there to understand and literally be vulnerable in the situation of like, I'm coming into an area where I literally don't know anybody and I do want to build connections. I do want to make friends and I do want to have this network, you know? Um, so yeah, like I said, I wouldn't have used that word in college. And that's mostly because even though I was doing it, I wouldn't want to admit that I was Mm -hmm. being vulnerable. (laughs) So I guess now 29 years old, I'm finally like, ah, I'm okay with my emotions. So no one wants to be vulnerable. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) Now it's it's interesting to see. I mean, the tide has definitely shifted a little bit more as Mm -hmm. a collective consciousness where vulnerability is being embraced more often than not. So to your point, I, I think it is no coincidence that you're like now, Oh yeah, I can say that. Um, That's awesome. I heard recently a quote from someone, I forget who it's from, um, but it was basically saying, if you know less than 50% about the situation or the topic, just keep your mouth shut and get mm-hmm. really curious. Like, don't look to add and share your experience. That's, mm-hmm. that's a moment and realization to be like, okay, let me get really curious and learn. And right. it sounds like that's kind of your experience there was you were thrown into something that you do definitely less than 50% of. So mm-hmm. you just were, you were one vulnerable enough to admit that Two, right. you were okay with laying down the ego for a second, being like all eyes on me. Like I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. You were just curious enough to say, Hey, I see you do things different. Why is that? Let, right. let, let me learn about that. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was such, such an amazing experience. I wouldn't, you know, take it away for the world. And, um, yeah. And then after that, you know, after those four years, um, I ended up getting injured, uh, tore my ACL, like every other female athlete, you know, probably, <laughs> but soccer um, players, especially, I feel like that's the big one. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought I was, uh, thought I was uh, going to get through it without it, but the summer before my senior year going into that, I was playing, um, I was living with a host family. I was playing on like the semi pro team. And it was the last game of the season, ironically. Um, and yeah, I tore it in like the last couple minutes and I knew like, as soon as I did it, you know, um, and it was, yeah. So the last, my last senior season or my last season, right. So senior year, I didn't get to play and it was, you know, super unfortunate, but I think looking back, I realized like it was totally for a purpose and, um, moving from that, I was like, okay, I have another year of eligibility. I'm going to rehab. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to put myself into another new experience. So I decided let's move to Los Angeles. Um, never lived there before. And I, yeah, so I went there for grad school and I played soccer there and got like a whole different under like experience of, you know, different team, different environment, 
Uh, one was a division one school, one was division two, just kind of like just everyone lived near the California school. So it was totally different. Whereas in South Carolina, we hung out every single day, every single weekend. And then I go to California and everyone goes home on the weekends. I'm like, Hey, like I want to hang out. Where are my friends? <laughs> what yeah, where's everyone going? So, um, it was really cool though, to get those two different experiences. Um, and then obviously, you know, spending the time in LA, tried my shot at acting that lasted all of what, six months. Um, and then I realized I can just get on social media and be my own actress. So here we are. Let's <laughs> say it's funny how it comes full circle, right? Yeah. The opportunities, the doors that social has opened up for people is absolutely incredible. I mean, I look at even just since when you and I first connected, was it last year? Was it earlier this year? I think it's been it was a full last year. year. Yeah. Okay. I mean, to see like the really the exponential growth, especially on TikTok. I mean, it's, it's been really cool to see because when we first connected, it wasn't any of these conversations where, oh, Darcy, are you going to start your own thing? Like, what are you doing? It was just like, yeah, this is like what I do. And I'm just like kind of doing this thing on the side. And yeah. now it's like blown up. Talk to me about navigating that like quick. I mean, in some senses, I'm sure it also feels like it's taking forever, but in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, like a year is really, really quick for things to gain traction and yeah. get to a level that it's at now. Yeah. I, um, it's funny cause I resisted TikTok much like most millennials for a very long time. And I would practice the dances and then just do them to myself and record them and watch them back and think, Oh, you're so cool. And then never post them. So is that, that's probably weirder than just having a TikTok, but Either way, all good. <laughs> I finally gave in. Um, probably, I think it was like I don't know, January, like February of this year, like early this year. And the way I looked at it was, um, and you've probably heard this. It's like a quote, right? Where it's like, no matter if the stage or the audience has one person, zero people, or a million, like you still perform like there is a million, right? Mm -hmm. So the way I looked at TikTok was, I have zero followers. No one's gonna see this. I'm just gonna go. Can I say balls to the walls? Yeah, go for I'm going to go balls to the walls and just uh, like go hard on it. Right. So I was posting three to four times a day, literally three to four times a day. Just anything that came to my mind about career coaching. I was like, how can I help the most people possible? I'm going to tell them like what to say in an interview. If it's about this, I'm going to tell them exactly what words to write. If they're writing an email to a hiring manager, I'm going to explain to them like what industries are popping right now. Like anything I could think of, I was just like, my face, it's going on TikTok. So at that point, I think maybe it was like a quantity over quality situation, Yeah. but it, it reached people. And then the ones they did gravitate towards, right? Like of five videos, they maybe liked one of them, that one would blow up. Right. So I'm like, okay, I have something here. And I just kept it up, kept it up, kept it up. And I think, yeah, consistency was the best. And then now, um, I just signed a contract to work with, uh, do like TikTok videos for indeed, you know? So it's like, it's so cool. Um, so, and I actually feel like the way I look at it is like, when I get discouraged, if something gets less views, I think back to that first moment and say, like, remember when you had zero followers and you cared so much to just post because you knew someone was going to see it. Now I look at that, like, Oh, I have like 150,000 followers. These should be getting more views. And then I'm like, no, 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 Darcy. Like, think about it. Like at least one person it's like, if they're liking it, there's something there that they took away from it. So that's kind of how I've like gone about it. And don't get me wrong. I think it's so hard to be consistent. And I think mm -hmm. anyone on social media understands that, 
but that's really what I'm pushing for. It's just the consistency. And I always keep in the back of my head, this is helping someone. And that usually pushes me forward. Yeah. I like, I like the initial intention and I think you've done a good job of keeping it. It's value driven from, from the get go, Mm -hmm. even if it is four videos a day when you started and all of them were value driven. It's mm-hmm. not, that's, I think why social media often gets a bad rap is most people on there aren't going on there with the intention of sharing value. They're going mm-hmm. on with the intention of like, Hey, look at me. You've done a fantastic job just from an observer standpoint, like Thanks. creating things that have value and also capture people's attention. And it's mm-hmm. just the byproduct is they follow you and you are where you're at now, which is really, really cool to see. Um, I think, do you set an intention at all before recording the videos or is it just like this pot thought comes into mind? I'm just going to like roll with it. Yeah. You know, what's funny is the times that I do set intention and I do really plan it out and try and make it like, this is going to be the best video ever. It's like, never is. Yeah. Never is. <laughs> So, and I'm sure you've heard that from many creators, but I think for me, yeah, my like thing has always been like spontaneous and it's always been quick, like one liner or just things that off the top of my head. So I'm like, why am I trying to change that? You know, it kind of, maybe it's a work standpoint. Like, I feel like I'm not working hard enough if I'm not like, like creating these like plans and everything for my social content, but really that's not who I am. So Mm -hmm. the way I look at it is like, I'm not a stand-up comedian. I don't write all my stuff out. I'm not, I'm never going to be that, right? I'm never going to go stand and do stand-up. Like praise to the people who can do that because it's so hard. However, in a conversation, I want to make someone laugh. So that's the way I view social. I'm like if we're having a conversation, if this just comes to mind, like I want to make them smile, I want to give them education, you know, something educational. Um obviously while being somewhat entertaining hopefully. So that's yeah, so that's the way I look at it. I just this comes to my head and I, I, th- I grab my phone and then I have like 10,000, dr- like that's an exaggeration, but a lot of drafts, right? Yeah. So I'll just put my phone and be like, da, 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 and I'm like, well, that was trash. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it comes and goes, but <laughs> that's my, that's, I guess how I do things. <laughs> I was about to say, it, it's gotta be a balancing act from what you said earlier of uh, like the perfectionist piece. And <laughs> oh you realize, <laughs> I think TikTok has done, fantastic job of showing people exactly your point like the less time and like the less like curated and put together it looks the better it usually does on their algorithms and like huh, mm-hmm. what if we all just started like living life that way right like instead mm-hmm. of we're not saying like don't stop taking care of yourself but like <laughs> do you need to go above and beyond like all the time right not. you know like, right. just do you just like show up in these spaces and see yeah kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, like pick and choose your battles and anytime that you're feeling, and this can go for anything other than social, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're feeling like scared to post something or that you don't want to, or that, I don't know, you're going to get judged or someone's going to laugh at you, like do it anyways. You know, what's, I mean, as long as it's like a nice, <laughs> a nice thing, right. Yeah. Um, do it anyways. Like I literally joke all the time. There's like an ex-boyfriend of mine that watches every single one of my Instagram stories. And I'm like, oh, he's for sure judging me, like for sure. But I'm like, hey, he's another audience member. So welcome to the show. (laughs) 
you never know who you're impacting to in that process. You know, it's like things didn't work out in that sense, but maybe he needs a new job. Like he's he's there for some good value. Um, I love that. Do you think now at this point you, with each of these moves uh, from like either corporate jobs or even changing teams and seeking, do you think you're finding more meaning behind the work that you're doing on a day-to-day basis than a few years back? Definitely. Yes. I am more intentional about finding that meaning, which I think is the difference. Um, and I, I talk to people about this all the time. It doesn't always mean change. It doesn't always mean I have to quit my job. It means like figuring out what is actually that problem that you're missing in terms of quote unquote, the, you know, the meaning behind something. Um, and I still like, I coach myself on this, right? Like I, when I write in my journal, I'm like, if I was sad, like, what was the, why, right? Like, am I doing things with purpose? Am I getting, am I helping someone? Cause at the end of the day, like that's to me, that's my purpose. And that's like meaningful. Um, and to do it in a way that makes other people smile. I think that's the key for me. Cause I'm sure a lot of people out there are like, yeah, I want to help people too. Like everyone, right? Hopefully that's most people. <laughs> um, to say, I wish that was more a universal yeah. trend. Right. Maybe not, but um, I think you have a good audience. So I'm going to go with everyone listening. Everyone listening. <laughs> Feels that way, but there has to be someone that's unique to you. Right. So for me, I think, and not to toot my own horn, but I think that adding a little bit of entertainment or humor to something. And I really, really think that I found some meaning in social media as much as social media can have a bad connotation. I'm like, I'm using it for good. And that makes me happy. Um, so yeah, as I progressed, I mean, geez, I, I can't even imagine like having this conversation five years down the road where I'm going to be right. Like, I'm just excited that every day I'm kind of, or I guess every day, every year, if we're taking like a longer span, like looking back on that, I'm like, Whoa, I've like really grown. Good job. (laughs) I think that's, I mean, that gets to be a really cool metric of success, right? If you can look at it as this, whoa, I've grown like crazy. My -hmm. bank account might have not have changed (laughs) or like this part might not have changed, but I've grown. And I think that's, that's a really powerful shift in where your perspective's going. Yeah. I love love that. 100%. I, um, I wanted to share something too, just that reminded me, I listened to a podcast recently that Rob Deerdeck was on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know Rob Deerdeck, right? You think of him like, you know, the guy with the shoes um, and Robin Big. Robin Big, baby. That yeah. was a great show. <laughs> right? He is the most mindful, intentional human being you'll ever, I mean, I've never met him, but I'm going to say you'll ever meet listening to him speak about his daily routine. He wakes up, he meditates for 30 minutes. He sets intentions for his day and everything he does, he does with with meaning. And he has a full blown Excel spreadsheet that every single day he fills out. How did I sleep? Did I drink today? Did I tell my wife I loved her? Did I do this? Right. It's like a A or B situation. Mm -hmm. And he actually calculates every single year, a percentage on his productivity. And he like, obviously creates what those are for him. But I was like, mind blown. And that completely changed my day. Like, I don't do it to that extent, but in my journal, I'll write down, you know, just the simple things. Did I meditate today? Yes. Did I work out today? Yes. Did I? And then I can look back and think, 
oh, I didn't have the best day today. And I look back, I'm like, wait, a lot of these are no's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's reset. Let's go for tomorrow, you know? And so, yeah, just want to share that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I'm, I'm huge on routines, habits, finding the ones that serve you and mm-hmm. understanding to like where this, a lot of this conversation has gone. It's like understanding certain routines you can grow out of, certain habits you can grow out of, just like you can grow out of certain teams. You can grow out of certain jobs. If that's the case, I love how you also brought up like maybe change your relationship or role within the company first before like everyone is just going through this mass exodus right now of this great, um, the great quit your job and uh, do your own thing. That is uh, 2020, 2021, uh, (laughs) the wave we've seen here, but I love the intentionality there. What, um, what routines and habits you mentioned some of them what would be some of the ones that you really notice that you just feel the most on like when right. you're consistently doing? Yeah, I'm a hundred percent all about moving your body. Um, and I, I'm sure you relate to that. And no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, keep me no. in my chair, please. I'm literally standing at a standing desk right now. So I can like move around. Um, I've moved around in this chair way too. So yeah. I, as much as I try and fight it, like, I'll be like, Oh, I don't need to work out today. Or I don't, it's not even the workout. It's just like go on a walk. It's just the Mm. movement of it. And so I've been super intentional lately about if I'm not feeling up for a workout, like I'll just walk, I'll walk for an hour and I'll, you know, take my calls. I'll scroll through social media as I'm walking. And that's part, I guess, part of my job because I have to see what the new trends are. But, um, but anyway, so that has been number one for me for sure. And I notice, like anytime I'm feeling a little bit down, I always think back, like, have I been working out consistently or have I been moving my body consistently? So I definitely have like a regimen where I walk my dog every single morning. I say dog, I have three dogs, <laughs> dogs every <laughs> single morning. Um, and every night, you know, so I have that. And then this is actually recent for me. I just started, um, meditating. So I've always dabbled in it and mm-hmm. I've always heard people say it's great. Um, my brain runs a mile a minute. And so I haven't been able to find something where I don't, you know, to me, meditation was always like, okay, just try and stay quiet. And then I either fall asleep or nothing happens. So lately I've been trying new things. I haven't found, I don't want to say I have the number one solution yet, but I've tried Kundalini yoga, which is like a breath work mm-hmm. and helps you meditate. Um, I'm doing a guided meditation right now, um, about inner child work. So just things that make my mind think specifically on that meditation. And that's been, um, amazing. Like it's been the past couple months and I, yeah, I love it. So, yeah, I'm the same way as I I struggled for a long time and I don't want to sit here and say like, yeah, I meditate every single day. I don't, (laughs) I don't, um, I would love to get to that point in time but even still like i've i've tried the head spaces i've tried the calm apps like i've done those mm-hmm. things and they just don't do it for me sometimes yeah. too but i have found success as well in the success again is relative when we're talking meditation especially right. i think that's the, a lot of people think of meditation and then they approach it as like well i'm just waiting for that thing to happen and it's mm-hmm. like sometimes that's not it sometimes it is an opportunity for you to practice and just sit there and sit in the discomfort, just like, and do it in a five minute span instead of moving right. your life across the country and joining 
a soccer team <laughs> and doing what you did. Like yeah, you can get a little taste it. test of it, right? Of doing yeah. a 10 minute meditation. And that exactly. could be the most discomforting thing for a lot of people. But on the other side of that discomfort, I think is what we're all after. It's growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, I'm not going to lie. I fought the woo woo train for so long. Like yeah. I literally was like, no, like I'm You're like not. LA cool. I'm out. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I'm not going to drink the green juice. I'm not going to, you know, meditate. I'm not going to, there's just so much of it. Right. And it's become very popular on social media as well, mm -hmm. which also gives me a little bit of that resistance. And then I finally realized like, if I just try it, what's the worst that can happen? I don't like it. And then I'm back to square one. Okay. That's where I'm at now. So I might as well just dive in and see like, okay, all these people talk about meditation. Everyone that I look up to that is successful mentions meditation. So, okay. All right. You got me right. I'm going to try it. So I've been doing these like visualization tech, like techniques mm -hmm. where like I legitimately place myself into something that I want to happen. So like, obviously this is the definition of manifesting, but actually walking through the whole entire thing. So I, I want to be on big brother. That's like the number one thing in my life. Um, reality TV show for those who don't know. So every night before I go to bed, I spend about 10 minutes and I go through an entire episode that I'm in on big brother. So like, if I end up there, it's going to, because I've, I've already lived it. <laughs> I love that you have taken visualization where most athletes will like roll through a whole game or like mm -hmm. I would roll through a whole race and you've now implemented into your reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, there's a ton of science backing the stuff, which is where I came from the same breath, like come from more of the like exercise physiology, like I need hard data route. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're going to tell me that this is going to improve. Like, no, the only way to improve my physical well-being is through hard work, physical, physical <laughs> yeah. hard being like, this is, this is some baloney BS. And then right. I started to see the science behind it. And I was like, wait a second. There's actually, there's a, a lot of links between the mental practices and our actual physiology of like, what's going on inside of our body. It's like, yeah. all right. I'll be open to this. I'll be a little bit more receptive. I think yeah. too, what I've struggled to buy into and it's why for me, like religion has been a, a challenging thing is it mm -hmm. oftentimes is so all in or all out. Like you need to, it's not just like do the practices, but you need to buy into everything. And mm -hmm. that can turn off a lot of people. I think, right. especially in our generation, I, from what I've just observed, you know what I mean? Yeah, we want options. We have so many things at our fingertips now. Are you kidding? Like, uh, like if you don't, if you aren't sure about something, you Google it and you have like millions of opinions coming from both sides. So yeah. how hard is it to just say like one way is the right way? Um, and it's not right. Like we've, we've realized that. And I think uh, at the end of the day, you just have to be secure and happy with the decisions that you choose and for me right now, I'm choosing to visualize myself in that freaking big brother house and <laughs> see what happens. But no, I, uh, I used to, my coach used to make us walk the field in soccer, like before mm. a game, you have to walk all the way there, all the way back with our heads down, staring at the ground. And he's like, I want you to feel the ground with your feet. I want you to see where all the divots are in the ground. I want you to understand where you're at. And I want you to visualize what you want to happen today. And so as I'd walk through, 
I always thought I was a bunch of baloney because again, I was young. I had no idea. All I wanted to do was run and run and run and prove to people that I was good and like score. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would do it though. You know, I would, I get, you know, coach said so. So I would do that. And I'm like, so thankful because now I look back and I'm like, man, like some of those times were like, I jumped and won like a ball in the air or like stuff. I was actually picturing myself doing that uh, prior to that happening. And it's like in the moment, it feels so good. Like it feels like I was meant to be here because I already Mm. thought about it. Just, yeah. So crazy, but I'm, I'm obviously all in on that. So (laughs) no, I, I love it. I was the same way of thinking. I always joked that visualization was like built in nap time for us, Mm -hmm. like in high school. And then I started to really buy into it in college. Now I'm a firm believer, um, of just visualizing a whole bunch of stuff. I, to bring a full circle of like woo woo ness. Like mm-hmm. that's why I moved to the house that I moved to in LA as I saw it in the meditation. Like I oh, was cool. going through a guided meditation with a, a friend of mine and she was like, I want you to visualize you in a room. And on the other side of this door at the end of the room is the answer to the question that you've been like seeking. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that sounds really like ambiguous <laughs> and bold. How does she know what is what I'm seeking? and opened up the door and there was the ocean and i was like that's it i'm moving to la and i have to be on the beach and i at the time i was like between thinking about do i stay in dc do i move to austin do i move to la and i was like just the universe higher power whatever you want to believe in telling me like this is where you belong yeah crazy if you told me this like five years ago i would have said kick rocks no way That's so funny. I'm so glad my door never opened to an ocean because I, it's not my thing. <laughs> I'm uh, a, I'm a forest girl. I love like the cabins and the the woods. Um, so maybe I need to do that visualization so I can end up somewhere cool like that. <laughs> right now I'm still in Baker's. Tell, tell Ryan, uh, Hey, sorry, we're, we're moving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I visualized uh, it. Because I saw it in a visualization meditation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dar- one of the, the last questions I got for you between before we go into the fast five and having mm-hmm. people kind of connect with you and all that jazz and highlight the cool stuff you're doing. How would you recommend to someone out there, whether it's meditation, whether it's finding meaning, finding purpose, how would you recommend someone taking that like first step? Yeah. Um, okay. First step. I think it's all within you. Um, so, you know, it's probably going to sound cheesy, but um, oh, okay. Do you know James Clear? He read he wrote yeah. the book Atomic Habits. So I, I'm uh, I have his newsletter, and I think it was last week. One of his quotes was, "If you spend one hour thinking to yourself, it'll save you hundreds of hours in the long run." Mm-hmm. And I could not agree more. I think I made back in the day. I made many many decisions. Um, without thinking why I'm making these decisions. Um, and it's not to say they were good or bad because they're all part of my story, but I do think that at this point, my biggest piece of advice would be take a second to yourself. doesn't have to be a full hour, but yeah, those little incremental moments and think to yourself, like, what is it that I truly want? Because there's people in the world who have all the money in the world and they're still saying they don't have a purpose. Mm. So it's obviously not, you know, there's something there, right? So we got to figure that out first and then take the steps to to do what's next to make 
I think at the end of the day, we're all searching for what, for happiness, right? So to make that, you know, to get to that happiness. Yeah. Sorry if that yeah. was long. <laughs> no, I, and I, I love that perspective. I like to say we often confuse busyness towards movement, towards a, an actual goal, but it's not toward, usually busyness isn't moving us towards something meaningful. And if we can just take that second to be still, which I would argue as athletes, we are conditioned never to do. We're used right. to everything being like, boom, boom, boom. Um, I, I love that. Taking some time for you. It doesn't yeah. have to be a full hour. Yeah. <laughs> easy yeah. enough. Um, I want to ask you the fast five. They're, they're one sentence, one word answers, rapid fire. We're going to have some fun with it. First one is what's your go-to podcast that you've been jamming to? Oh my gosh. Trading secrets. It is uh, uh, Jason Tardick, Trading Secrets, talks about everything in terms of finances, but also just like mindfulness. It's the Rob Deerdeck. Sorry, one word answer. I didn't uh, get that. Um, one, sen- one sentence or one word. Oh, okay. it um, yeah, it's where Rob Deerdeck was on. That's the that's the podcast. But I'm every Monday it comes out and I'm I'm all about it. Nice, nice. Glad to know I'm up against that competition when these come out on Monday. Sorry, am I supposed <laughs> to say your, your- <laughs> selfish plug it's this podcast everyone (laughs) scratch that last one just listen here you don't need any others um number two you mentioned some books throughout what's your go-to book in the past year that you've read oh man i mean obviously i'm sure everyone says atomic habits um great book but i want to give a real i want to give a good one um i just listened to this it's a it's a little bit off the wall but it's a rapper named Russ, R-U-S-S, mm-hmm. um, he just did an audible and it's called Get Out of Your Head. And it is a lot about what we just talked about on this podcast. Super quick. It was about an hour and a half. I listened like in a car ride up to LA, <laughs> down to LA. Um, but it's amazing. Uh, it was so good. I just want everyone to listen to it. So this is me forcing you and anyone else listening to listen to it. To check out Russ. He's been on fire lately of just like quality song after quality song. Yeah. Um, he's he's he been a like, good one to watch. I think it was nine albums or something before he was even like known as a person. Yeah. <laughs> Artist or whatever. Um, Go, yeah. Um, goes to show to your point earlier of just like put, I don't want to say pushing out content, but throwing out and it's all yeah. quality stuff. Like it's not. It's not stopping though is. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't let the perfectionism stop him from putting out anything in the first place. Um, number three is what's something you can't live without? My dogs. Oh my gosh. I can't I even gonna, like. I was going to bet coffee that you were going to say. Oh, that's a tough one. I've, man, <laughs> I should probably tell people I drink about three. And this is not exaggerating. I drink about three espressos a day. And if not espresso, I'll have at least like six to seven cups of coffee. So yes, that is a very, I don't want to say bad trait, but I'm working on it. You enjoy coffee. It's a cool, it's part of your personality. Embrace it. But yes, coffee and dogs. Can she get any more basic? (laughs) I love it. You didn't say pumpkin spice latte. So you're good there. Mm. Um, You're like, but that's what I had today. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On that one. Number four is what's a quote that you live by? Oh, live by um i think it's just i don't know if i'm going to get the quote right but basically just doing everything with the intention that it's for an entire audience like kind of what i said before but 
for me, that's like very specific to me because something I've recognized about myself and I know, I think being self-aware is huge. I love attention. And I know that sounds bad, but I'm so comfortable in saying it because I know who I am. And so everything that I do, I just have to look at it. Like this is a stage for me. Um, so yeah, that was long winded again. Sorry. But I think if anyone can relate, just imagine yourself on a stage and like right now it's just being corn, but it's a stage. <laughs> there we go. It's the, it's the best stage around. Uh, <laughs> last one I got is if you could sum up your focus into one word, what's that at this point in time? my focus, like what I'm focused on. Yeah. Oh, one word. Mm, freedom. Ooh. Yeah. I like that theme. Should we cue the Kygo uh, yeah. freedom song as we go out here? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love that. So I'm getting, hopefully that's what I, that's what I'm moving towards. So yeah. All right. You're already living it. You're already living it. It's been really cool to see your journey, Darcy. I appreciate Thanks. you joining us today. I just want to acknowledge you for, for being you and the way that you are unapologetically not afraid to just show up and be on the stage and impact lives in the process. So I, I appreciate so. you coming <laughs> on. Um, where can those get more of you? Where can they check it out? We referenced the TikToks and the yes. Instagrams and all this. Where can everyone find you? Yeah. If you want more of this, it is, uh, everything is career coach Darcy. So TikTok and Instagram website, careercoachdarcy.com. That's me. Um, I do more than just career coaching in the sense of, uh, I like to bring a little bit of, uh, entertainment, but that, uh, if you are looking for something, um, if you're interviewing things like that, I really do try my best to put out a ton of content to help people. So, um, I'd love to, to have you there <laughs> to follow along, <laughs> follow along and DM me so we can chat and hang out. Yeah. I mean, that's how social media gets a bad rap, but that's how you and I met. And yeah, I'm so super, super grateful for it. So again, I appreciate the time, Darcy. Anything else you want to add to the people you want to no, send us I out? Just, no, thank you so much, Corey, for doing this podcast. It's, it's hard work. So I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks. You too. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to Forever Athlete Radio today. Remember to share this episode with a friend, a family member, or a teammate, because together we go far. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts with your biggest takeaway from today's conversation, and I will see you all on Monday.